This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Sports. My name is Thomas. Good to be back. I've been uh, away for a little while. And today we are going to be doing an AFC East deep dive. I'm joined today by Rob and Rocco, as well as our special guest, Abby. So before we get into the AFC East and if you've been following the NFL the last this week, there's a lot to talk about in the AFC East, which is good because a lot of times this is kind of a a dry season in the NFL, but we do have a few noted from around the the league as well to mention. So one of them uh, yesterday, the Giants agreed to a four-year deal with quarterback Daniel Jones worth approximately $160 million. I'm not talking so, about that. <laughs> very high price. Uh, not worth it. <laughs> in addition to that, they're going to be negotiating with running back Saquon Barkley and defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence. So they're optimistic that they'll be able to get a deal done with both of them. With what money? <laughs> uh, with $18.5 million in cap space. So, so good luck to them. And next year, mm. it's only going to get worse. Uh, One other noted from around the league, we have the Cardinals have cut wide receiver uh, Chosen Robbie Anderson. He changed his name, for those that aren't aware, to Chosen. And that saves $12 in cap space. Uh, For those that don't remember, he was traded from the Carolina Panthers on October 17th. And definitely, since he left the Jets, has not... Well, yeah. glad we have his ratchet ass back. <laughs> yeah. He's being passed around like a stepchild. By the way, uh, the reason we needed to have Abby on this episode is we have three Patriots fans. And we that tried, would not have... <laughs> we tried We tried giving her some kind of... Uh, Gage just didn't show up. So I'm going to... I'll berate him later because he, he's not... She's not going to have any any help it's already <laughs> me against the world anyway so i don't i'm used to it by now all right i awesome. may go easier on you Psych a lot all right so with that in mind since we have a jets fan and three patriots fans we'll start with a team that none of us like and that's going to be the bills so if you look at the bills this has been the dominant team in the afc east for the last few years uh they've been number one in the league in in pretty much every defensive category uh defensive efficiency yards per play touchdowns allowed per attempt since 2017 all of that was under leslie frazier their -hmm. defensive coordinator who is going to be taking a year off he's not retiring we don't know the details exactly um but for personal reasons he is taking a year off from the game and in addition The Bills are expected to lose both Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds to free agency this year. So with all of this in mind, especially thinking about defense, will the Bills remain dominant on both sides of the ball in 2023? And then where do you see them ranking in the AFC East and then in the AFC in general as a Super Bowl contender? So first of all, losing Leslie Frazier alone is a huge, huge, it's huge. Then you're losing one of your best linebackers in Tremaine Edmonds. You're losing your catalyst in the back, the safety. You have no run game. Singletary's gone. He wasn't really that great of a runner. But Josh Allen's also beat up. He he just had a pretty decent injury last, um, last year. And then you look at their cap space. They're negative $19 million in cap space. So even if they wanted to bring back any of these guys, they can't. It's not going to happen. And just as of today, 
Stefan Diggs posted on Twitter, it's just business. Don't take it personal. I don't know what to make of that, but that, I mean, you can come over to the Patriots. We need a wide receiver one. And um, I think you're not appreciated over there in uh, Bill's Mafia. I mean, if Poyer's available, the Jets need a safety. So I'll <laughs> gladly take him if it allows. I mean, we got all the stuff with Aaron Rodgers. We'll get into that later and stuff like that. But they need to do a bunch of, honestly, restructuring of like half of their contracts. I believe it's, it's like uh, Allen, um, who are the other three that are like taking up half their cap space, like 40% of it. Biggs, Miller, and White. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they definitely need a restructure. I was looking at doing, they can convert some of the base salary into bonuses and things like that. So that might be beneficial to them, but they're going to have to just... Honestly, like they're gonna have a, need a lot of. Um, they're gonna obviously have a lot of picks in the draft. But um, yeah, I don't. The Bills, they're so disappointing every single season. I picked them I love the last it. two seasons to go to the damn Super Bowl, and they can't get there. And I don't know why I've even picked them because literally they went four times in a row and lost four times in a row way back when. But um, yeah, Rub honestly. <laughs> Josh Allen, um, I mean, he's dynamic, but he's he's big and he's been hit a lot. He's been beat up, so um, he's he can't put the whole entire team on his back. And Diggs, he didn't really do much for them, and not even he didn't even do much in the postseason either. So it wasn't the same experience that he uh, that they had last postseason. So him tweeting that was pretty interesting for me today. I didn't even see that. And progressively, every year, they're finishing worse and worse in, in the oh, playoffs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I I equate Josh Allen to Ben Roethlisberger. Once those injuries start to pile up and he's not able to use mo his mobility, he's wildly inaccurate. And if you look, he's always, like, top of the league in interceptions. And if you're getting in a fight with Stefan Diggs, let me enlighten you, Bills fans, what happens when you lose Stefan Diggs. You have 56 56 words 56 completion percentage and 58 completion percentage those are the first two years josh allen was in the league he was dumpster fire dog shit he was terrible and now what was the th the difference in the third year he got stefan diggs and all of a sudden he started lighting it up you lose that guy stefan diggs who's probably not probably he's definitely a top 10 wide receiver it's gonna be downhill but what's your thoughts rocco uh you know with with his cap value we're talking like 20 20 mil they're going to have to do something about him. Uh, Stefan Diggs is not worth that kind of money on on anything. Josh Allen is not worth the $39 million, um, that he's being paid. Uh, but he's going to be at, and I saw a stat that I thought was really interesting. He's going to be at 16.9% of the team's cap. Josh Allen himself. Is, is that worth it? Absolutely not. Not for this guy. I, I mean... Yeah, he's really good about getting calls when he gets hit because, like, he gets late hit all the time for some reason. But you're absolutely right. He's just the he's just Roethlisberger in a, in a different uniform. That's all he is. He's glass cannon. I don't think he's going to make it. Uh, I'm going to get so much more years. for that one. I'm going to get so <laughs> But, I mean, look, I equated you to a two-time Super Bowl champion, so there's still room for that for you to get a Super Bowl championship. I just hopefully not in the AFC East. <laughs> you're right. So, with this in mind, with – Leslie Frazier leaving, at least for a year. Uh, if you look at Sean McDermott, he's in 2017, he took over the Bills organization and turned them around. They, they were in uh, the 40, day, 40 years in the wilderness. Uh, I was trying to think of what that uh, metaphor was. But anyway, since 2017, they've only had one losing record. 
they've won the last three AFC East championships. And his record is 62 and 35. So a lot of people say, look, he's one of the best coaches in the league. He's, you know, the best defense, great on both sides of the ball. But then you look at his playoff record, like we've mentioned earlier. Shiza. 2017, lost to the Jaguars in the AFC wildcard. 2019, lost to the Texans in the AFC wildcard. 2020, that was a year which they really had a chance. They were a good team that year, but they lost to Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC championship game. 2021, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC divisional game. And then, of course, they just lost to the Bengals this year. At what point do the Bills start to say, you're on the hot seat if you can't take this team to the Super Bowl with the talent that you have? What what do you all think about that? Should there be pressure on McDermott going into this year? I don't know if it's pressure on him because he's done. I mean, look, he's... It was a shit franchise for a while. Like it, it was basically Brady's division to lose. He, everybody else was just a, a participant. But I, I don't know. Every year you're progressively worse and worse and worse. And then now you're losing your defensive coordinator, uh, Josh Allen, showing signs of weakness with his injuries. He's still kind of top of the leaderboard when it comes to interceptions. Uh, and then the rest of the AFC is not getting any easier. It's a freaking juggernaut. The Bengals. They, they still have Burrow on his rookie contract. The Chiefs, they, they're they're operating with their best wide receiver one, which I, it's not a wide receiver at all. It's Travis Kelsey. Look, I at the end of the day, I will I will make a bold, very bold take. They can go and finish first place in the, this division, but they can also finish fourth. Because the, and the reason why I say that is because you look at everybody else in the AFCs. The Dolphins are fucking great. The Jets just need a quarterback, really. And the Patriots. The Patriots had Matt Patricia. It was a kindergarten offense that I couldn't make any sense of. It was either screens or flats. And then Ramondre Stevenson. That's it. Like, if we get... Now we got Bill O'Brien. And now... (laughs) I I just don't think that the Bills are much of a juggernaut as they were in years prior. What do y'all think of that? Uh, Is... So... It's very early. We obviously haven't seen the draft, free agency, but if you had to pick right now, does anybody, because Rob, you're alluding to it, does anybody see the Bills not winning the AFC East? If you had to bet your life savings right now, I would say that they win. The AFC East. No, that depends. Not. No, they're that not. Depends. Absolutely depends. We got to see what's going on with with Tua first. If he's still as injured as he is now, you know, keeps on taking those hits, or you know, if they're looking at a new quarterback, which they could be, uh, then we got to see who's going to be playing that that QB position down there. Because if if it's Tua, absolutely, I think that they could. But if it's not, I don't know yet. I got to see how the how they play. Thoughts, Abby? Oh, I don't think they finish first. Well, when if once the Jets get a quarterback, it's over for all of you. <laughs> But, um, I mean, that game against Miami, that second game, my God, what what a great game. It came down to the wire. That's what I'm saying. So, as long as Tua is healthy, Miami's got, I mean, Miami's scary. (laughs) They're a dynamic team, um, very explosive on the offense. But I don't think this is, I don't think Buffalo finishes again. They've, I mean, they've done it the last couple of years. They don't finish again on top. And especially, I mean, even the Jets beat them one time. And we honestly could have beat them the second time if Mike White didn't get completely destroyed and folded like a lawn chair by Matt Milano. But otherwise, I mean, all the AFC East teams are coming for them. They're not going to, it's not going to be a complete blowout at, at 
during this season. It's not going to be a blowout at all. These like conference games are actually going to really matter. Yeah, more, it's, than, more than they ever have. It's really going to be a close division. I look, you look even at the Dolphins. They have negative fifteen million dollars in cash space. I don't wonder what the hell they're going to do. And Tua's missed an average of four point three games per season. You're losing Melvin Ingram, Mostert, G- Gasecki, and. I mean, you can make a case for every team and what why they can't win, but why they also you still got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. As far as, as far as I'm concerned, those are the two fastest players in the NFL. I would agree. That was a really good transition, Rob. Is we're kind of going through from first to fourth last year. So the next team that we're going to be talking about is the Dolphins. With Tua hurt, they were still fourth in the NFL in passing yards per game. With 265.4. So that, that's a testament to the type of weapons this team has when Skylar Thompson is, is keeping this team. That's a per game stat. Um, with this in mind, thinking about the Dolphins, we keep coming back to quarterback. Uh, and Abby mentioned it that there's it's the question of when Tua's at his best and when he's healthy, he's. I would say when he's at his best and when he's healthy, oh, top hear five this. quarterback in the league. Top what? five quarterback in the league when, 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 like, like maybe five games out of the season, he's a top Th- five quarterback in the Th- league. Thomas. So, Thomas. <laughs> well, <laughs> let, let, me get, let me get to the question and then you yeah, can roast, roast my point. So, <laughs> I mean, you look at his 22, 2022, uh, Stats. I mean, 13 games. Sure this is working right now. Uh, <laughs> 259 completions, 400 attempts, 3,548 yards in 13 games, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. So, with this in mind, do you all see Tua as the franchise quarterback for the Dolphins moving forward? Am I overrating him? Uh, what do you kind of see as the outlook here? What's that one song? Hell no. Ta-da, no, no, no. You missed 4.3 games per season. He's made a Charmin Ultra. The guy cannot stay healthy. And then you're saying, oh, he did so great this year. Why don't you go and bring up the prior two year stats? He, he's dog Cause, shit. Because that's old news, Rob. Oh, that's I don't years. give a shit. <laughs> he, okay, when it, prior to this year and passes over, what, 10 yards, he's 80 something percent. And passes under 10 yards, he's 43%. Oh, no, no, no. Under 10 yards is uh, under 10 yards is 80%. Over 10 yards is 43%. 43%. And now you got Tyreek Hill and you got Jalen Waddle. I how many Thomas, did you watch any games last season? He underthrew them so many damn times. All you need to do is get the ball in one of those guys' hands and they're gonna take it to the house. They have the chance to take it to the house. Now you're gonna lose a speedster and moster out of the backfield. You have negative fifteen million dollars in cap space, and then you got a quarterback that's like, oh. Is he gonna be available? If I'm if I'm if I'm the Dolphins, I'm moving hell in high water. The Ravens just tagged Lamar Jackson. I get it, he has his injury bugs, but I think that it's more of just a contract thing with him. He's like, I want to get my bag. I I don't want to risk any further significant injuries. I think you find a way to clear up that $15 million in cash space. Then you send Tua on his at happy ass to the XFL. And then you get Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I don't think that's even on the block. I got to be honest with you. That's you're looking at like people like maybe Marcus Mar- uh, Mariona could go down there, Baker Mayfield, something like that. I don't think we're looking at at any any way. Helen Plus, Keller. they can't afford, huh? Helen Keller could have been in that offense. Huh. And <laughs> 
You're crazy, man. They can't afford, and they can't afford Lamar. Lamar's Lamar wants that money. He wants that money right now. Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, Carson fuck, Wentz. I, I mean, it'll be in tradition. They get another guy that can't stay healthy, so it's just like whatever. Yo, what about that Brady rumor though? He shut that thing down, but he said uh, they, there was talks that he might be going down to Miami. Yeah, I think his his daughter got a goldfish, and he's like, no, nope, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that was that was a pretty uh, a pretty baller tweet. Uh, I'm trying. Let's see if I can remember it. He he said something to the extent of, "I would go back, but y'all don't know how hard it is to adopt a kitten and take care of her." <laughs> so, oh, kitten, not goldfish. Okay, it was, was a kitten. Just, yeah, I'm, so, I'm just making assumptions now. Yeah, well, you you weren't giving him his fair credit. I mean, it's a lot <laughs> harder to be a kitten father than to be a goldfish sure. father. Well, he's, he's too busy now posting thirst traps. Oh God, <laughs> so, I, that is not being put into this. I am not. I am not putting a picture. We're, this is not OnlyFans. Not I doing enjoyed that. that photo. I must say. All right. With that in mind, we're going to transition to a word from our sponsors. Today's our ritual in my house. One important part of that routine is drinking liquid IV. I love staying hydrated and liquid IV makes that so easy, especially when I have 12 hours of enjoying football ahead of me. There's so many delicious flavors. My personal favorite is passion fruit. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates faster than just water alone. Get 25% off and free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and use code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at checkout. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com and remember to use the code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast or click the link in the bio. And we're back and we're going to be talking about the New York Jets, Abby's team. Uh, the Best big, team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say the big concern that the Jets had last year, I mean, there are a few, but really the thing that just kept hitting them was offensive linemen. They started 11 different offensive linemen, a uh, lot of injuries and really weren't able to protect their quarterbacks. And, uh, Right now, they have only eight linemen under contract. Three of them are returning from surgery. So there's a lot of concern there. A lot of people are thinking maybe that's going to be their first couple picks in the draft. With this in mind, for those that have not yet heard, Aaron Rodgers and representatives from the Green Bay Packers and representatives from the New York Jets have met to discuss a potential trade. Now, Rodgers is under contract. Now, was it in a darkness retreat when they did this? <laughs> he made they, every they single one like of them. like 11 p.m. Pacific time, so they He's probably like, wait, were. I got to wait for the fucking moons to line up real quick. I get my freaking sugar crystals or whatever it is. Mercury's yeah, got to yeah. be in retrograde or whatever they got to do. She knows what I'm talking about. What is your sign? Is it Aries? No, we can't. I can't sign with the Pacific Jets. <laughs> he had them each individually dig their own hobbit holes in a circle so they could sit and discuss. Um... This being said, from the finances side, uh, Rodgers would actually be fairly reasonable for the Jets cap. Um, If they trade him, if if the Packers trade him, that's a 40 million dead cap hit for them. So Mm. it's going to take a a big sell and it might it might take a first round pick, maybe more than a first round pick. But a lot of questions is Aaron Rodgers. He's 39 years old. People are wondering, is he still 
the Aaron Rodgers of old? Can he do what Peyton Manning did? Can he do what Tom Brady did and be successful and even win a Super Bowl that late in his career with another team? Or will he be more of a Brett Favre with the Jets? Because remember, there's already been one great Packers quarterback who went to the Jets afterwards. <laughs> and well, that wasn't as as good. So with this in mind, what do you all think about this Aaron Rodgers situation? Will it actually happen for one thing? And if it happens, what would be the effects? I'm going to let Abby take this first. No, y'all need to go first because we got to end this on a high note. And I got to see what I got to come up with based on whatever y'all say. Go ahead. Okay, so so peeking around at the Jets cap space, it's miserable. They got one point eight million dollars in cap. I don't know how I I remember seeing Abby's story, something about I like, clearing up some cap. What was it your tight end? Uh, yeah, of like three million. That was like barely four million dollars. <laughs> probably weren't. I I remember them having like six million dollars going into free uh, going into the beginning of the off season, but whatever. Um, as far as Aaron goes, like. <sighs> I don't know because like just because you change teams doesn't mean you're going to be great. Let's look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson went to a team that had Jerry Judy, yeah, Patrick Sertain on on defense. You got a hell actually probably one of the best defenses. You got a damn good offense and then he did what? He barely passed the amount of touchdowns he had to, comparative to his bathrooms. Um so <laughs> yeah, uh I was waiting to see if they were going to install a porta potty outside or something outside his house to see if they were going to match it up hand in hand. But like, as far as I'm, there's no guarantees. Just in just because a team would be great on paper, that doesn't mean it would would translate. He is a how do I say that? He's a narcissist. He is full of himself more than anything, and and the guy is just really like he has no qualms with throwing his teammates under the bus. So. Is that really what the Jets need? I, I don't think so. Yeah, you're going to get an Aaron Rodgers, but like your window is going to be super small. And then you're mortgaging, what, two first round picks? Maybe. I think it's not going to take, it's going to take more than the 14th overall pick to sway the Packers. Or maybe it won't because they have Jordan Love coming off the off the bench now. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I I, I don't think it would be a good, a good fit. But uh, what's your thoughts, Rocco? I don't, uh, I, I'm probably the biggest Aaron Rodgers hater in the world. Uh, I've never thought he was good. He's not, in my mind, a good quarterback in the NFL. And he never has been. He, he's kind of mid-tier. Um, you okay, know, I would pick. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I will not. He's mid-tier. Oh, and he Wikipedia page. Been. You'll see us this long. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've never liked the guy. He's, he's always just been uh, to me. You know, if he was, if he's that good, then where, where is, her, where is his rings at? Why doesn't he have more rings? You know, why isn't he like one and why aren't they, you know, uh, Green Bay should be fighting for him at this point if he's if he's this amazing, which they're not, you know, to, to, and, be, to be fair, though, it, it's before his it, now he has a darkness retreat and all these other bullshit going on. And well, yeah, the guy, he's crazy. yeah, but he he's a, you don't win three MVPs without being like one of the best quarterbacks ever. Shut up, dog. And then he's like, Aaron Rodgers sucks. Um, but the biggest thing, no, the biggest thing is this. He had three MVPs. He's been very good for a long time. He had nobody at wide receiver other than Christian Watson, who was very bad. And I called it. I said he was going to be stone hands as a wide receiver. And now you're going to go to a team that has, what, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and you're going to have a bunch of other studs. And I've seen what he does with studs like Devontae Adams and all the other uh, – other Jesus – 
other wide receivers he's ever had. And he was he performed. I just I just I wouldn't go as far as saying he's washed or anything. I just think that like you're getting a 39 year old quarterback. Mm-hmm. And how much is the what's what's it going to be for? How many years? You can get him for one year. What's the point? You know, you need to you need to stop the bleed at this point, and that he's just not the fit. <laughs> at this point, for the Jets, it's Aaron Rodgers or bust. There's no way we. C- I don't want to pay all that money for Lamar. He hasn't played in like an actual full season in like the last two years. His injuries kind of scare me on top of that. Mm. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo. His little retreat thing, it, it pissed me off. He's a diva off the field. But you have to remember him and LaFleur have never really gotten along the entire time, to be honest. So um, I guess what initially the meeting that they had yesterday was just kind of a get to know you. It doesn't really seem like they've ever really been in contact. It was like Woody Johnson, um, obviously Robert Sala, uh, Joe Douglas went, and I think that's it. Nathaniel um, Hackett. Oh, yeah, Hackett, Hackett. Yep. yeah, but that's because of that <laughs> connection there, obviously. So that would make sense. But he was kind of like Hackett was the person probably leading that entire conversation. But I mean, the dude. So what I was when I was looking at stu- uh, stuff online, it looked like that that first year was only going to be about like 15 million cap. Then it was going to go up to 30. And it's those last two years that the Jets are fucked with the m- amount of money. It just immediately skyrockets and blows up. But I, I, my brother, I was talking to my brother and he brought up a good point. He was like, well, right now, first of all, I don't know if you saw the Jets Twitter. Everyone wants him. Brees Hall, um, Brees Hall was tweeting, Sauce Gardner wants him, Garrett Wilson wants him. It's like, they were like desperate for him. Literally everyone tweeting today. Um, but my brother was talking about just like exactly what Tom Brady did, you know, the Bucks weren't really relevant. He made them relevant for a couple of years. They won a Super Bowl, and now they're kind of back in the same position. And I guess if, from the position I'm in now, I would rather have that than and and have things go that way and have to reevaluate in four years than literally go on another, keep going with the fucking losing streak. I mean, 12 years, ridiculous. And we don't have any other options. But knowing the Jets, they'll probably end up with Tannehill. We'll probably end up with Sam Darnold again. Or you know what? Just give Zach Wilson another freaking chance. Might as well. God. And not Jimmy G. He's open. Oh, yeah. He's injury prone, and we're trying to fix our makeshift offensive line. But he's better. He's better than the other options. Yeah, when he stays healthy. But I'd rather risk it more on Lamar than freaking Jimmy G. Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd pick Lamar, too, to be honest. Jimmy G makes a better fit to me at the Raiders, actually. Mm. Not the Interesting. Well, she's she didn't she didn't hold back against her team. I did not expect that, but like I I don't I don't disagree with her. Like you got you got to throw all your eggs in a basket because this is the best the Jets are gonna be. Look at their this offense. Is, now is the time. Look at their defense. On rookie contracts. Now's the time. Once Sauce Gardner, once that rookie contract starts to kind of cocks again, he's gonna want money. Garrett Wilson's gonna want money. So do it now. Just go all in now. Yeah, especially with Mr. Clean at the head coaching position. I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. You, he, he may just scrub scrub that whole roster clean. All right. With with that in mind, uh, we're going to transition now from the Jets uh, to a team that eh. had similar a similar situation last year where there were very high points and very low points, and that would be the New England Patriots. You got high points. Uh, you, you start with, yeah, there were some high points. You start. Were, were you at, high? 
<laughs> I mean, when your when your record's about five hundred, you have high points, you have low points. You have games we win, you shouldn't we have we won, you have games you shouldn't have lost. We win. Uh, <laughs> so it's He's funny how times in a row. <laughs> it's funny for how the Jets of five hundred years. Okay, we're onto something for the Patriots of five hundred years. Like, oh no, the you know the walls are coming down. Um, it's just it's a different perspective from fan bases, but they actually I would say had similar seasons. So. The defense obviously is not an issue. They were tied for third in sacks in 2022. They had the fifth best turnover differential in the NFL. And you know, the offense wasn't helping that. So when the defense was on the field, they were doing their best. So really, I think those stats are even a little slanted lower than they would have been if we had an offense that could function at times. So you look at that offense, the Patriots are obviously prioritizing changes. Um, most notably bringing in an actual offensive coordinator um, in Bill O'Brien. And then you look at most of the starters are returning. Obviously, Jacoby Myers is the big question mark at wide receiver. Do we bring him back? But let's really focus, and we talk about some of these other things, but I want to really focus on the matter of Mac Jones. Is he the quarterback of the future for the Patriots. And there've been there have been rumors about how he's rubbed people the wrong way. Uh, maybe he's a little bit of a dirty player, uh, slide tackles, stuff like that. Um, I do wanna read before we get into this, something that uh, Devin McCourty said in an interview with Good Morning Football on NFL Network. Uh, Devin McCourty has not yet decided if he's going to return, but he said, I think it speaks volumes. He's a captain in the locker room in only his second year and really was kind of a captain as a rookie. So I'm excited for Mac. I think sky's the limit. I think he's the future of New England. Any doubts, I think you're wrong if you think that. He's in that building right now, doing different things, working with guys, talking with guys. That's what he wants. So I think Mac has all the intangibles and the things that you want in a quarterback. Hopefully Billy O is there for a while and I think you'll see the true growth, end quote. So that's... That's a very long-term New England Patriots captain. One of the great safeties that we've had giving a, a, a glowing endorsement for Mac Jones. And, and you, you see that with other players. What, what do you think? Do, do you buy that? Anybody want to take this first? Sure, I'll go on it. Um, Bill O'Brien, those are the two words right there. This is, this is going to be a make-or-break year uh, for Mac, um, in my opinion. Bill O'Brien's going to be the guy. If he can't do it, no one can, you know? Um, I think that this is going to be massive for his, uh, I mean, even future in the league at this point. Um, if he, if we can't get any value out of him this, uh, this coming year, I think he's tradable. Um, but obviously he's going to start this year. I don't think anybody thinks any differently, um, but we do have Bailey Zappi in, in the background uh, to to take over if say mid season we're not liking what's going on you know and uh, you know Bill O'Brien he likes that big two big tight end sets we got two big tight ends um, who knows we could see a whole different uh, offensive play out of out of this and I think that Bill O'Brien is actually the X factor and it's not really all about Mac Jones he's just kind of standing there throwing the ball at this point Abby. First of all, I don't even know why the trade rumors even existed. He's not going to the Raiders. So let me just dead that there. That makes no sense. I mean, dude had two, well, he was better uh, two years ago. Semi-decent, well, better than any New York Jets quarterback, I'll say that, uh, this past year. But 
I mean, right now, I don't think he's the future. I'm not sold on him. But again, another year, my mind, my opinion is going to probably change at that point in time. So I, I really can't say right now what I, I like you mentioned, Bill O'Brien, huge, um, huge factor there. And then last year, what the, I'm sorry, what do they have going with like Matt Patricia, like his role? That like affected everything. And I think that had a, a negative impact on Mac Jones in that whole entire year too. But I don't think, what is it, Bailey Zappi? That's like saying the Jets have like Mike White, like solid backup. He's not a, not a long-term starter at all. So you gotta stick with Mac, you gotta stick with Mac Jones the entire time. I actually hate him though. He's very corny to me. So like his gritty in the end zone, please stop. Not, not, not enough not enough mom involvement right because... <laughs> right okay <laughs> not not milf hunter status yet okay. <laughs> you need to start hanging out with zach and Cabo more jesus christ <laughs> um so looking at their cap space they have 32 million dollars in cap space which is a lot if you look at where we rank among all teams with cap space we have 32 million dollars this is not a year to have the wide receiver market look like dog shit. it's not uh so what does that bring us to it brings us to word and envy is keep your eyes on the following teams and picks in exchange for deandre hopkins new england patriots pick 46 new york giants pick 57 and kansas city chiefs pick 63 jesus christ where the kansas city chiefs get this money i do not know um but it's also is rumored that they want a second round pick and a conditional pick that's actually what the cardinals organization i guess is reporting or that's without any the uh atmosphere as far as mac jones goes his first year, he, when he had a, any good of an offense coordinator, he was very good. Now, you're giving him a guy that was shifted from defensive coordinator to offensive coordinator. And then, on top of that, he benches one of your best guys in Kendrick Bourne, who anytime that guy, if you watched any of the Patriots games, anytime he touched the football, he was just wrecked like 14, 15 yards of play. It's like... Where is your thought process? Tyquan Thornton, the, def the defensive back, every freaking play. This guy runs a 4-2-7. Every freaking play, this guy's lined up 10 yards off of him. You're supposed to be a guy that studies aeronautical engineering, and you can't tell your guy to not run a fucking streak and come back? It makes no fucking sense. It was, like I said, it's a kindergarten offense. Literally, like, I could have my daughter freaking write that shit up and do a better job. Uh, it was either Ron, Ramondre Stevenson or Bust last year. So as far as Mac Jones goes, give him a damn receiver and see what happens. Who has he had? Jacoby Myers? Oh, that was an undrafted quarterback. Albeit that he's a very good wide receiver. He's a possession wide receiver. He's terrible at yards after the catch. You have Kendrick Bourne. Did not even really play last year. Jonu Smith. If you like, feel like jo Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia just swapped minds and trying to figure out how to utilize him because they still don't know how to utilize him. You put him in the backfield with Ramondre Stevenson and his best attribute is yards after the catch. So... Try defending Ramondre Stevenson with the guy that just always one hand catches everything and just takes it to the damn house and Jonu Smith. And then that two tight end set obviously will be just lethal. Now, I I, I don't know what else. I'm like kind of baffled with, with this whole situation. Bill O'Brien, if he can't cut it with the, this team, if actually I wouldn't even put the blame on Bill O'Brien at this point because we've seen what Bill O'Brien does with a legitimate offense. Gronkowski... Aaron Hernandez, 17 touchdowns, 6 touchdowns. That's in one season. And they had over 2,000 yards. Okay? I get it. Tom Brady. But, look. Mac Jones coming out of college was the most pro-ready 
a quarterback or at least the most ready quarterback may not have been the most flashiest guy but he has still a lot of speed a lot more speed than people think if you go look at the 40s josh allen actually runs a fast a slower 40 than he does so it's not like he's completely immobile i just think that like the first year with josh mcdaniels it was training wheels training wheels training wheels let's not even try to do anything risky the second year you get a guy that i swear like he would put a square peg in a round hole and try to make it fit and then now you have a legitimate offensive offensive coordinator however now you got to get him some talent boom all right <clears throat> with this in mind uh i want to i want to shift to kind of more holistically so we've talked about each team what do you see as what what do you see as the standings at the end of the year if it were right now who would who would be number one? Who would be number four, two and three? And then we've talked about: Do you see it as close, or do you see the chance of a team just running away with it and surprising people? And then along those, also, are we talking like this year? Everybody is winning record, Super Bowl contender, or is there going to be a step back in general for the AFC East? So first of all, my mic's muted because I'm trying not to be disrespectful to damn dogs in the background. First of all, the Bills are going to regress. Every year they seem to get worse and worse and worse. And then the Chiefs just throw together a bunch of undrafted rookies and just, just they're figuring out how to make Mahomes have the talent around him without having the money around him. And then now they're rumored to get DeAndre Hopkins. I swear to fucking God, if they get him, oh, you might as well just hand him the Super Bowl. Um, so I can see, honestly, I'm having, I have right now, currently, I have the Dolphins winning the division. And I'm just being realistic. It's just because I'm looking at the Patriots roster. I'm like, eh, the Jets don't have a quarterback yet. So we can't make the assumption that they will get a quarterback. And then you look at us and you're like, okay, are we going to get any semblance of talent on offense? Because I can, I don't care about like all these it's always we're always the bridesmaid but not the bride it's like okay we're in talks with deandre hopkins we're in talks with odell beckham but it never happens it never is it's never put into fruition so until something happens i have the bills at one no not the bills at one oh i i got the dolphins at one i've got the i got the bills at two i got the patriots at three and i got the jets at four <laughs> I expected that. Jeez, of course you would. Big shocker. <laughs> I will agree with you. I have Miami at one. Miami, like I'm telling you, so explosive. And you know what? I said this at the beginning of the year. The AFC East, I don't care what anyone says, was better than the NFC East. I do not care. Like, I know the Eagles win, and you have the Cowboys in there. I do not care. The AFC East was the better, I, I think, talent-wise, was the better division. But whatever. I'll, we'll go back to the point. I have a feeling it's, again, going to come close with, like, the Patriots and the Jets again. Um, so, and, and, so you're right. The Jets could end up at four. So I do have Bill second. And I just think that Patriots Jets thing is gonna be very close. Now, if we get Aaron Rodgers, I'll put us at two. Fuck everything. <laughs> I wouldn't even put you at. If you get Aaron Rodgers, our defense yeah. <laughs> top five, top ten at least. Rocco, come on, dude. If nah. they get if they get Aaron Rodgers, they're one. They're nah. one. They're they're still How? four. How? Still who has four. made a, they're who still has made a, four? 
there's still four with Aaron Rodgers. He's not, he's he's going to be in a brand, I mean, a different, completely different, completely he's, different he's offense of what Wilson. he does. He would have Yes, he is. Us. He is to me. I'm telling you. I hope it happens now, guys. I really, I truly hope it happens so that you can see Aaron Rodgers just slip down the slope like every quarterback before him that's tried to go to a different team and make it work out for them except for Tom Brady. Go, Abby. We would have not lost. Well, the one Patriots game was the special teams play. But we would have, had we had a competent quarterback, we would have won that game. Same thing with Miami at the end of the year, too. We were starting, oh, we just went a dumpster fire. We're like, well, let's just start Joe Flacco. They might have, they should have just started Zach Wilson if you're going to end up keeping him. That's what I'm saying. There's so much games that we lost, especially in the in the division, that was just because of a lack of a quarterback. Any of the quarterbacks available are better than anything we've ever had. You couldn't have blocked that field goal. Oregon. You couldn't have blocked that field goal. That would have sent us to the sent us to the playoffs. <laughs> we were I, we were eight seconds away from the playoffs, and the Jets mm-hmm. they jet. That's what they did. Uh, so like, and you can you can make the case for the Patriots too. I mean, look at the Raiders game. What the fuck is Jacoby Myers laddering it back to Mac Jones? Like that's gonna do something. That, show that was, was the funny. worst play I've ever seen. <laughs> and and then you got all the other uh, befuddlings and just like it. Abby, you had to watch the games to, to understand how bad. Like it, you could predict every play. It was that bad. I I think I was doing my my live my live stream and I predicted three plays. I predicted a Devonte Parker touchdown. I predicted the one where he went through the back of the end zone and got the touchdown. And then I predicted the Devin McCourty interception. It I, I the Devin McCourty interception. I just said an interception, but it's just like it was so kindergarten-esque it's like when you look at josh mcdaniels third and 15 it's gonna be a screen then when you look at matt patricia it's like okay we're just gonna i think there was one game i'm not even joking it was like 15 screens what vance joseph came out and said hey listen it looks like a defensive coordinator's coach in an offense so yeah i i don't have anything more to say about the patriots as far as i'm concerned until they get any talent on offense there's no real way to judge to judge whether or not Matt Jones is the quarterback of the future. However, I don't think he is, but that's just because of what I saw last year. He can't. His I get it. You're you have an idiot at defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, whatever, and then you have to deal with all that, and he eventually exploded. But he didn't have nothing the first year. Training wheels on, and now he. Let's hope that he gets something this year. He's got potential, and I think he's very coachable on top of that. But it's got to be the right person at OC, so guess we'll see. But I could relate about the the play calling because that's what we dealt with LeBlur all last year. I'm like, why are we running on 3 and 15? We tried running twice already. It's not fucking working. Well, and I'm so you- happy to see his ass gone. <laughs> Now you got Nathaniel Hackett, so uh, we'll see which one you get. You'll either get an amazing play caller or you'll you'll get the most holding penalties in the history of the NFL. (laughs) We'll see. Is that an actual stat? Um, It was was like for the first six games or something like that. It was the most that a team had ever had. Were they counting the toilets in his house when they were going Russell Wilson? (laughs) Oh, God. And and with that, that brings us to the end of our time here. 
Uh, thank you to Abby for joining us as a special guest. Thank you for mm-hmm. for joining us and listening she to our a, podcast. She gets a clap. <laughs> she gets a clap. Aaron Rodgers gets a golf clap because he can't. He's actually... No, he gets a yeah. One of these ones, the, the library clap. That's what they used to teach yeah. us at school. <laughs> Spirit fingers, man. I don't know. I don't even clap at all. All right. So make sure before you go into your uh, Hobbit hole, uh, like Aaron Rodgers, to to you know uh, reflect on life. Make sure to first subscribe uh wherever you're at if you haven't already that's a big help to us and uh i mean instagram facebook youtube still not tinder i've, I've been working on this we're still not on i'll tinder, get it i'll get it but, swipe left <laughs> uh so this has been the house call podcast and we're signing off god damn it <laughs> i honestly don't know what is more ridiculous the fact that the ravens have given lamar jackson a non-exclusive franchise tag allows him to